everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is another episode of GRE Byte, your weekly update on all things GRE prep, grad school admissions. Um, I'm Davis, an educator with 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, founder of Stellar GRE. So please uh, email us at stellargre.com or check us out at stellar, sorry, stellargre at gmail.com or check us out at stellargre.com. That's the one. Okay, so, okay, we've talked some about quantitative. We've talked some about the reading comprehension sections. Um, there's also that, that last piece, which is the essay. The writing section. The writing section. So, um, Let's just let's start real basic. What like what is the writing section in general? Yeah, it's last, but it's also technically first in the test. So the first thing that students are going to do when they sit down for the GRE is take two 30-minute essay prompts. So the first hour of the test is spent writing essays. And the essay section, the writing section, doesn't get a, as much airtime as, say, the quant or the verbal sections. Mm -hmm. um, and there might be good reason for that. I mean, some programs are like there's a writing section on the GRE. And for some programs, it's the literally the only thing that matters for their grad school admissions. So the running section has a huge amount of variability with respect to its importance to specific grad school programs. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you students should do some due diligence on, is try to figure out how important the writing section is to your programs of interest. It might not be relevant at all, in which case you can kind of coast through this section, which would be good to know. That's good. So, but so it's like what uh, two, three sentence writing prompt at most, and you've got half an hour, and you have to write what is it, three paragraph, five paragraph essay? What are you looking for? Well, there's the two prompts are a little bit different. One is called the issue prompt, and the other one is the argument prompt. The issue prompt is very similar to the writing section on the SAT. Mm -hmm. If you took it back in the day, it's usually a one line philosophical statement that doesn't have a right or wrong answer, something like the ends justify the means, or to prepare for peace, a nation should prepare for war, something like that. And then you just have to give your take on the subject. You have to pick a position and then like back that up with evidence. Okay. The second essay prompt is called the argument essay. And in this, you're not so much coming up with your own argument, you're evaluating somebody else's argument. So you're gonna get a little pretext like this following was a memo that was released by the mayor of small town last week and then there's going to be a paragraph in which the mayor advocates for a new bike helmet safety law and provides some examples of why this should be on the books mm -hmm. and your job is not to kind of agree or disagree with whether people should wear helmets and bike small town um, you sh you're, you're there to evaluate the logical cogency of the mayor's argument it's a hypothetical logical mm -hmm. argument but in both cases, we're really striving for a well-crafted thesis-based five-paragraph essay. Yeah, but this okay. So this isn't, but this isn't a situation like in high school or like in college where you get to have an advisor. You get to like spend some time doing this, write a first draft, write a second draft, yeah. edit it back and forth. So you have thirty minutes to write this on a prompt you've never seen on before. On a prompt you've never seen before. So I mean, like, it's hard what's to the hack? How do you how do you break it? Well, it's kind of like in high school a little bit in that. You know how different teachers kind of had different things that were important and that factored into their individual grading patterns mm -hmm. and over time you would kind of learn what that teacher liked mm -hmm. and you know if you were savvy you would kind of give that teacher what he or she wants oh, absolutely right just especially if you didn't care too much about that class it's just like let me just do what i need to do get the grade and move on with my life yeah well that's what we're going to do here with the gre essay 
set is we just need to figure out what the graders care about and then we're just going to swallow our pride, give them what they want, get the score that we want, and move on with the rest of our lives. Who's the grader? What do they care about? Yeah, what do you think? Who do you think the grader is? Well, uh, it's definitely, you know, I, there's got to be human involved at some point, but it's also like so much is automated these days. I'm guessing the computer's involved also. You are correct. So technically speaking, there are two graders for your GRE essay. There is a human grader that has been trained by ETS to grade essays, and there is a computer algorithm. And you've done that before. Oh yeah, I started my career as an essay grader right. a long time ago. I got paid a dollar an essay. A dollar an essay? Yep. So you're wanting to move quick through these. That's something that you should know, is that graders are incentivized to move through your essay as quickly as possible. And let me tell you, when you have a stack of 500 essays on exactly the same subject to go through, oh my God, there's nothing that you can write that I haven't already read. I'm not reading your essay to understand or appreciate your yeah. Yeah. essay as a grader. I'm reading your essay so that I can figure out as quickly and reliably as possible what number to give it so I can get one more dollar and move on to the next <laughs> essay. I mean, that's just yeah, the economics of the situation. Yeah. I'm not... As a grader, the grader's not there to understand your essay. The grader is there to score that essay. And let me tell you, after you've read 10,000 essays, you don't have to read much of an essay to reliably sort it. Like, this is a five, this is a three, this is a six. Like, you know what they feel like. What's the point? What's the point spread that you could get? Um, the essay is a scaled score of zero to six in half point increments. Okay. So the big jump is between a four and a four and a half. A four is like the 55th percentile and a four and a half is like the 86th percentile. Damn, so there's a, a big, big point yeah, the, the standard distribution of the percentiles for the essay is huge. It's not normalized. Um, so, and 4.5 is generally the median for pretty much all grad school programs in the country. So if you can get a 4.5, you're, you're probably good to go. But you can get a perfect score on the GRE. Oh, you certainly can. So you can nail out sixes. You can, but you know, it's harder and harder the further you go. Cause like a, a five and a half is the 98th percentile. Okay. And a six is the 99th. So it's like those last couple and a, and a five is a 92nd. So those last three scores are like smushed into eight percentile points. Well, you've taken students perfect score. Oh yeah, so absolutely. Included. So what's 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 the hack? In man? fact, it's the the writing section is the easiest section that you get a good perfect score. So what? yeah, let me tell you. So it's like so you have these two graders. You have the human and you have the computer algorithm, mm -hmm. which ETS calls the E Rater. And these two entities are both going to be scoring your essays independently. That's kind of why it takes two weeks to get your official scores, mm -hmm. is because the computer can grade it lickety split, but the human still needs to put his or her eyes on it. Well, how do, they, how, do they, how do they reconcile the two scores at the end? Well, what, according to ETS, 98% of the time, the human and the computer agree, agree completely. Okay. If there's more than a one-point discrepancy between the human and the computer, it goes to a second human, and then the score becomes the average of the two humans. Okay. Which rarely happens, what, less than 1% of the time, it yeah. seems like. So the human is there to be a captcha basically. I'm not a rope. Okay. But but they're trained by the same people. The algorithms written by ETS and then the, the graders are trained by ETS. They're looking for the exact same things. Exactly. So if, if the human and the computer agree 99% of the time, it's not that the computer is doing what the human is doing. Mm -hmm. The computer can only do what the computer is programmed to do. It has mm -hmm. no choice. It's because the human is doing what the computer is doing. Mm -hmm. So 
even though technically a human and a computer grades your essay, we really need to prioritize the computer because the computer can only grade as the computer does and the human will and is trained to grade as the computer does. Mm -hmm. So the computer's way of looking at it is paramount. Okay? And so what is it? It's a great question. So if you were to put yourself inside of a computer consciousness, this is a fun thought. It's experiment. all quantitative. You're just looking for mm -hmm. you're just looking for yes or no on certain numbers, certain metrics. Well, yes or no is actually a qualitative question. That's well, you can't does do that, it, but does it harder. need a metric or not? Correct. That's so within a computer consciousness, the only thing that really is observable, the only thing that exists is quantifiable data, that numbers. which can be counted. That's right. So what are some of the things that can be counted? Well, you, got, well, you got. I mean, you got everything from uh, characters, words, uh, different types of punctuation can be counted. Mm -hmm. uh, you got paragraphs, breaks, sure. like the inputs on a computer. That's what can be counted. Correct. So you're really picking this up real fast. So those things completely determine your overall score. It could do vocabulary too, right? I mean, it could pick up uh, to an extent. Like there is a metric for unique word count. So for example, um, there is a, a copy and paste macro on the mm -hmm. essay and you could like write a paragraph and then copy and paste that 20 times in 30 minutes and now you have this 50,000 word essay, but it's a unique word count is right. 50 words. So, it, so it, can, it can check for repetitiveness. It can also check for like spelling or it, grammar maybe. I mean, it can. There's certainly, we know that most writing processors have a spell check or a grammar check. However, this is not, the GRE is not a test of English language mechanics. It's actually illegal for them to grade you on spelling or English grammar. That's great. So, so throw those out of your mind. You don't yes, need to worry about that's You don't huge. need to worry about You don't need to spend time backspace and correcting misspelled yeah, words. Those things are tested on the TOEFL, which is a test of uh, English language, which is another one of ETS's tests. Mm -hmm. The ETS makes the TOEFL and the GRE. They don't want to, it's right. brand confusion. They don't want to compete with themselves. Right. So the, the GRE is an aptitude, not an achievement test. It's not there to test you how well you know English grammar. It's, it's there to see if you were, let's say, prepared for the rigors of graduate school. Okay. Okay. So let's just get, I can't talk about the whole thing here and now, but the number one quantifiable metric that determines your overall score in the essay section is far and away total word count. Total word count. As long as they're not repetitive. You yes. Know, you want to kind of write the same thing in slightly different language. Yeah. We want to, on some level, I tell this to students, em embrace your inner B student. The inner A student, the inner perfectionist is going to want to make sure everything is spelled right and everything makes sense. You have a very strong, coherent, argument, but that means that you're going to write significantly less yeah. than a student who is a little faster and loose with the spelling, doesn't know if it doesn't make 100% sense, the argument. This much B-level writing will always beat out this much A-level writing. So we want to embrace our inner Dang. B students. In fact, if you can write 800 words mm -hmm. within the time limit on, on rec in recognizable English about something that kind of has to do with the prompt, you're probably going to get a four and a half, which is that threshold of competitiveness for the vast majority of programs. 800 words. Wow. Now, it can't be about something totally off subject or unreadable because then the human capture will flag it. Right. And then it will be gibberish and it'll go to the second human grammar and be like, what is this nonsense? And then you're going to be in that boat. Right. But as long as it's kind of having to do with the prompt, and we, 
under like the spelling, the grammar is good enough that we can kind of appreciate the intended meaning. Mm-hmm. We're good to go. Dude, I could get into this all day because this is just it's it's so fun to break this essay. And so, oh, like, so you just have to, you have to do just enough to like fool a human who's really just doesn't care and is trying to get through yeah, a true. series of check marks too. Um, but then you're optimizing for for like you're saying the quantitative benchmarks that a computer program is going to be checking for. Correct. There's so much more I can say about this, but this is what I can say now, and um, hope to talk more about That's it fun. in future episodes. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody again for tuning in uh, and tune back in next week for another episode of GRE Bytes, talking everything grad school prep, admissions, GRE. And if you want to have input on future episodes, please email stellargre at gmail.com. And to inquire about anything from uh, signing up with courses with Orion or uh, GRE consulting in general, check out stellargre.com. Thanks, Davis. Thank you.